Thank you, Betty. That song is definitely in my top 10 list. First and foremost, let me just say happy Mother's Day to all of you. If you have your Bibles, if you want to turn to Matthew chapter 20, Matthew chapter 20, I want to read a a story, a historical account about a woman who had two sons. Matthew chapter 20, starting with the 20th verse, then the mother of of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down she asked a favor of him what is it you want he asked she said grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom You don't know what you ask or asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink from my cup. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong for those whom they have been prepared by my Father. In my devotional on Monday, I mentioned how my mother attended every Little League game of mine, how she was at every high school soccer game, and how she attended every wrestling match. But what I didn't tell you was really how my wrestling career started. I went to a small grammar school, Califon Grammar School, and our graduating class was 20 kids. Then I went my freshman year to North Hunterdon Regional High School. Because it was a regional high school, there were at least 10, if not 12, municipalities that went to that school, and there were 800 in my freshman class. Well, because of such a large class, when it came time for basketball tryouts, there were cuts. I made it through the first cut, I made it through the second cut, and that last cut, when I looked at the bulletin board, my name was there, I was cut from the team, I went home, went into my bedroom, shut the door, I thought my world had come to an end. I remember supper time, sitting out at the kitchen table, and mom just seeing the discouragement she looked at me, she said, you know, I, I, I know you and dad like to go to the high school wrestling matches. Why don't you try out for wrestling? Well, the next day I packed my gym bag, talked to the coach. He accepted me into tryouts. And there I started and made the freshman wrestling team. One of my favorite stories from that has to be the, the story my dad tells, be, because of his work, he wasn't able to come to Little League games and a lot of my soccer games, and, and he, he, he could only make Saturday afternoon wrestling matches. Well, it just so happened, it was a Saturday afternoon match. He and mom came. They were sitting in the stands. It was my turn to wrestle, and it was one of those matches where it went back and forth, back and forth. I, I finally won 18 to 16, but in the middle of the match, I was in control, and all of a sudden, my opponent did a reversal, 
And the, the, the referee awarded him two points, even though I was in, still in control. It was, it was one of those controversial calls where some of the men who really knew wrestling started to complain. They stood up. And, and without a flash, my dad tells the story. All of a sudden, mom stood up. She waved her fist and cursed the ref. That was so uncharacteristic of my mom. But what was she doing? She was just watching out for her son. In this story, Mrs. Zebedee, I call her Mrs. Zebedee. We, we really think that she was probably Salome, the, the mother of James and John. But I, I just like to refer to her as, as Mrs. Zebedee. Mrs. Zebedee was just watching out for her sons. To get a better understanding why I say that is context, context, context. It was a couple of weeks ago as I was preparing for Mother's Day, I was, I was reading this chapter, Matthew chapter 20, and at the beginning of chapter 20, Jesus tells a parable about a landowner. And early in the morning, he hires some workers and they agree to work for a day's wage. Around noontime, he takes on some more workers. And towards evening, he takes on some even more workers. And at the end of the day, when it comes time to pay them, he paid them all the same amount. Can you imagine? I'm sure that when Mrs. Zebedee heard that story, or perhaps her sons conveyed that story, she, she got a little concerned because she knew that her two sons we're close to Jesus. In fact, I'm sure she heard about the time there in Mark chapter 5 where Jesus took her two sons along with Peter into the house of that synagogue ruler whose daughter was sick, who was actually dead, and he brought back to life, and he left all the other disciples outside. And just three chapters before chapter 20 in Matthew we read about how Jesus took Peter, James, and John up the mountain and, and left the other disciples behind. And there Jesus was transformed before them. And there appeared Elijah and Moses. I, I'm sure that Mrs. Zebedee heard that as well. And upon hearing this parable, she becomes a little concerned because she knows that her two sons make up two-thirds of that inner circle of Jesus. And she was just wondering, are my sons going to have a place of authority in his kingdom? So she waits for the perfect opportunity. And there... I, I'm sure it didn't happen this way, but I can just envision Mrs. Zebedee having her two sons by their ears, the, the sons of thunder, bringing them to Jesus and her kneeling down and making this request. Grant one of these two sons of mine, one to sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Now, Mrs. Zebedee has been criticized for her boldness throughout the years. 
And in fact, in Matthew chapter 20, verse 24, it says that when the ten heard about this, they were indignant. They were angry. But today, since it's Mother's Day, maybe we ought to think a few moments really about the positive side of Mrs. Zebedee's request. I just want to bring out the good that she was saying. And really, as I see it, through that request, she had three desires for her sons. First, she came to the Lord asking, she just wanted her sons to be part of his kingdom. Now, think about this, moms, Christian moms. Isn't that your desire as a Christian mother? Come on. Isn't it your desire? Isn't your, your heart's desire that your children are a part of his kingdom? Now, I know that motherhood is difficult and it can be rough. And not all our children are walking with the Lord maybe at this time. But that's the power of prayer. I know many mothers pray. Many mothers pray out of necessity. Because prayer is indispensable. You, you pray that your children will be a part of the kingdom. We see this in Scripture in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 19. Listen to David's prayer for his son Solomon. Give my son Solomon the wholehearted devotion to keep your commands, your requirements, and your decrees. And in Job chapter 1, verse 5, we read how Job rose early in the morning and he made burnt offerings for the number of his children that perhaps they may have sinned or had cursed God. And there in Samuel, we read about a mother by the name of Hannah praying for her son Samuel. Mothers pray because it's necessary, it's, it's indispensable. We, we pray, they, they pray for their children. Sometimes mothers pray because, well, it's not easy. It's difficult. I often think of Luke chapter 2, that, that story when Jesus and his parents were in the temple for, for Passover. And it came time to leave and scripture says that they, they had been traveling for a day. And all of a sudden, the parents of Jesus start looking for him. And he's nowhere to be found. They looked among family. They, they looked among relatives. And he was nowhere to be found. Hello? I'm sure that all of us had have a time in our lives where for a split moment, we, lost, we thought we lost our child. I remember many years ago in Winchester, Bonnie was only two years old. We were at a church picnic. In fact, her parents were at the church picnic, and, and I looked over at Heather and didn't see Bonnie. Heather looked over at me. She didn't see Bonnie. We looked at her parents. We didn't see Bonnie. And oh my goodness, 
Where was Bonnie? We prayed. We panicked. The whole church started trying to find her. I mean, we were just seconds away from calling. And unbeknownst to us, a youth group member had taken Bonnie, without telling anybody, over to the playground. Listen, I, I know there have been times when we think that we maybe perhaps have, have lost our child physically. But what about spiritually? Motherhood is difficult. It's hard. And we pray that our children will be a part of his kingdom. Sometimes mothers pray just out of pure frustra frustration. It can be frustrating at times, especially when you're trying to teach something and, and they're just not comprehending and, 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 and in the midst of trying to teach it, they, they don't understand what you're saying and, 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 and it's lost in communications. I don't know about you, but in our life, I never prayed so much during potty training. Oh my goodness. And when it came time to teach them how to drive, whoa, you talk about praying. Well, aren't you glad that we have someone we can pray to? Hey, being a parent, being a mother, being a father, yeah, it's not easy. Hey, there are some times when it brings joy and there's some times when it brings sorrow. There are some times when you're so proud, you just want to bust all the buttons off your shirt. And there are other times when there's not enough tissues in the box to absorb your tears. I hope that in the heart of every mother, that in the heart of every father here this morning, there's a burden that want to see our children, our grandchildren, our great-great-grandchildren, our son-in-laws and our daughter-in-laws, that they are a part of his kingdom. Secondly, not only did she want to make sure that her sons were a part of the kingdom, but she wanted her sons to be actively involved in the work of his kingdom. What mother, what father doesn't want their child to be actively involved in their church? Hey, wasn't this the heart of Mary? Remember when she and Jesus went to a wedding feast in Cana of Galilee? And Mary gets news that the host has run out of wine? What does she do? She, she gets Jesus and says, hey, they, they, they've run out of wine. And Jesus is like, why are you bothering me? What's it, what, what's it to me? What, what are you telling me? And in her heart, come on, she just wants him to be actively involved in what's going on. This past week, I... I had two occasions. First, on Tuesday at 3, Pastor Todd, who does such a great job with the, with the children, invited me to a Zoom group of the pre-K to second graders. And, and, and he played this game. It, it was, um, uh, go find things around the house. Things that 
have four sides, things that are round, things that are a different color. And, and I had such a fun time watching all, all the children. And, and pretty soon he says, go find something that has a number on it. And right away, I just looked on my desk and held up my computer. But I saw this little girl, Taylor Crowley. She, she started to walk away from the camera. And I'm like, where is she going? And then all, all in the background, I see her running up the steps. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. And all the other kids are showing things that they found with, with numbers. And, and then in the background, I see her running down the steps, coming up to the camera with a trophy in her hands that she had won that said 2019, and she just puts it up. And, and in her mind, she knew that right away when Pastor said, bring something that has a number, she knew right away about that trophy that was so special to her that was in her bedroom. And, and I'll tell you what, I had such a great time interacting with those kids. And come on, moms, aren't you glad that your child is actively involved in the church? And then on Thursday night, uh, I was able, Pastor Todd invited me to the L4C group, uh, third, fourth, and third, fourth, and fifth graders, and uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. That's what it is, something like that. I, I don't know. It, it was so great. And what did he play? He played categories, and where he rolled the dice and had a list of 12 items, and you had to think of something that began with that letter. He, he rolled the letter K. And one of the things that we had to write down is a movie that begins with K. And right away, I thought of, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mop up on this karate kid. I'll get two points for two Ks. But then I was looking at the group, and I saw someone like uh, John uh, O'Neill, and I said, nah, he'll, he'll put karate kid, and then I'll get uh, deleted and, and wiped out. So I thought, and I came up with, a great answer. So all the kids are giving their answers, and a lot of kids had karate kids. I said, man, I'm glad I didn't put that down. Then, then Pastor, does anybody else have an answer? And I raised my hand, and he, he goes, yes, Pastor Jeff. I go, Knight Rider. And one of the kids shout out, that doesn't begin with a K. And I said, oh, yes, it does. In fact, go ask your mothers about David Hasselhoff. And then I realized half of their mothers probably don't even know who David Hasselhoff is. <laughs> James 2.26 tells us that faith without deeds is dead. Faith without works is dead. And I can't help but think there are churches that are full of people who are just content to fill a pew on a Sunday morning. Plenty of people who are willing just to sit back and receive the blessings. But seldom do they get involved, actively involved in the work of the church. Hey, one of our newest ministries coming up. When we get back to church, we're going to need some people in the first service to do a turnaround ministry turnaround ministry. Yeah, after we have church in the first service, we're going to need a group of people to turn the service around for the next group that comes in. Wiping down counters, sanitizing the chairs, sanitizing the bathrooms, wiping all the door handles so that it can all be sanitized for the second group coming in. If, hey, if you want to be a part of the turnover 
uh, group, just, just fill out a connection card and say, hey, I come to first service. I, I would love to be actively involved to sanitize the building for the next group that comes in at 1030. You know, when I think about being actively involved in the church, you know where it all starts? It starts with you, parents. You set the example for your child to be actively involved in his work. Well, Mrs. Zebedee, she just wanted her two sons to be a part of the kingdom. She just wanted her sons to be actively involved in the work of the kingdom. And third, she had high expectations. When you're working in a kingdom, there's no higher place than to sit at the right hand and the left hand of the king. And that was her desire. That's what she was asking for, for those highest positions in the kingdom. She just didn't want her sons to be doorkeepers. She just didn't want her sons to be singers. Now, we may consider Mrs. Zebedee kind of brash, bold, and presumptuous. But let's be honest. Who doesn't want the best for their kids? Come on. It's a father's heart. It's a mother's heart that we want the very best for our kids. However, let me just give a word of caution for a moment. In wanting the best and having high expectations for our children, we also have to make sure that they are realistic expectations. What do I mean by realistic expectations? I have seen many parents push children beyond their abilities and beyond their talents only to get the parents frustrated and the children frustrated. Ephesians, Paul says it so well in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, fathers. And when he uses that word fathers, most commentaries will say that that word fathers includes both sets of parents, mother and father. Fathers, mothers, do not exasperate your children. Do not provoke your children to wrath, it says in the King James. And you know, I, I think a lot of times by placing unrealistic expectations upon them, we do just that. Once again, let me just remind you that her two sons were two-thirds of that inner circle. And I don't believe she was placing an, unreal, an unrealistic expectation upon that request. She just wanted the best. You know, too often we, we settle for mediocrity in church. Too often we set the bar too low. All too often we, we've been content and we just barely get ourselves through the door. For way too long, some people just sit and go through the motions and let things happen. It was this mother's desire that she wanted the very best for her two boys. 
And I'm reminded that all of us should be striving towards excellency. All of us should be striving for God's very best in our own lives. Uh, hey, I, I put it in the words of Oswell Chambers, my utmost for his highest. Well, as I bring this to a close, a mother's heart for her two sons. Mrs. Zebedee just wanted her sons to be a part of the kingdom. And not only a part of it, she wanted them to be actively involved in the working of the kingdom. And she set the bar high with some high expectations. Mothers, this is your day. May God bless you. And I pray that, man, if, if there is someone watching who, who hasn't experienced the love of God, I pray on this Mother's Day, what a great day to think about the love of God than the love a mother has for her children. I pray that this day you would make yourself a part of God's kingdom by receiving Christ into your heart. At the close, there's a connection card that you can fill out, and it's real simple. If, if you're already in a relationship, we just want you to mark box A, that you're in a relationship, and maybe you want to be a part of a small group. Or I know people have been filling out those cards for prayer requests, and they've been so helpful. Or maybe you want to be a part of the turnover team, you know, if you're in the first service. Mark it. I want to serve as a, a helper in the turnover team uh, when we're able to get back to the physical church building. Or maybe you're here today and you want to be a part of God's kingdom and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. If you just mark the box B, today I'm beginning a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Or maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I just need more time. It's Mother's Day. I'm just watching in respect for my mom and, and, and I'm not ready to make a commitment yet. And, but I'm thinking about it. If, if you could just mark box C that you're considering uh, making a commitment, and if you could fill that out, and you say, well, why do I need to fill that out? Because I would like to pray with you. Like, like mothers pray for children, I, I would like to pray for you if you're watching and you're considering giving your heart to Jesus Christ. Or maybe you're here today, and, and you have literally no desire ever to make a commitment. There's a box D that you, you're making a decision that you're never really ever going to make a commitment, and that you're it's just not who you are. And you may say, well, why do I mark, need to mark that? Well, because we just want to make sure that uh, we can pray for you as well. Um, hey, can we pray right now? Father, I thank you for mothers. And I thank you for all those who are viewing today that maybe want to be a part of the kingdom. And, and Lord, right now, I just pray that, Lord, as it's their desire to receive you as Christ and as their Savior, and as their Lord, that they would just repeat this simple prayer, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, and I need you in my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I now want to give you my heart, my life, my all. I want to experience your love in my life. Grant to me this gift of eternal life, in Jesus' name, amen.
hey, happy Mother's Day. And I, hey, don't, don't tune off yet because there's one more thing to come. I can't think of a better way to close a Mother's Day service out than by having one of our newest mothers give a little greeting to the church and just thanking you for your prayers. Stay tuned. Listen to Stephanie and Mark's testimony. God bless you.